2010 uh, from uh, Canada to Colombia, and as part of that journey, I discovered that basically a billion people in the world didn't have uh, access to clean drinking water. So I began this journey and did some higher level education and been on a series of trips with my friends in the last six years. That's all led us to this, to this spot now where we've become very interested in um, small scale uh, decentralized desalinization projects. It's really the future of water. Welcome to Bible at the Beach. I'm Ryan. Today we'll be in Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Paul says, My beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. I don't mind repeating what I've already written you because it protects you. So Paul had a sort of a fatherly, protective vibe to his writings. He's writing to encourage. He's writing to instruct. He's also writing to protect. Uh, you know, um, the way that we protect ourselves is by protecting our thoughts uh, and protecting our mind. And so Paul uh, is really always warning us, hey, be careful what you think about. Be careful what, what you let in. And so he says, beware of those religious hypocrites who teach you that you should be circumcised to please God for we've already experienced heart circumcision and we worship God in the power and freedom of the Holy Spirit, not in laws and religious duties. God cares mostly about your heart um, and what's going on on the inside. And so every day it's very useful to say, as David did, God created me a pure heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me Restore to me the joy of my salvation. So what's David saying there? God created me a new heart and restore unto me the joy of my salvation. So when it comes to our heart, we're to pray for a clean heart, we're to pray for a pure heart, we're to pray for a heart that's right. And also to understand that God really isn't concerned with how you look as much as he is with what's going on on the inside. How you look is just cultural. Um, it's pretty much irrelevant. What is important is what's going, in, what's going on in your heart and in your relationship with the Lord. That's the most important thing in our life. He says, we are those who boast in what Jesus Christ has done and not in what we can accomplish in our own strength. So it's what God does in us and through us that we're supposed to be most proud of. <laughs> And you find out what's really going on in your life uh, when you go through difficulty. I just had a friend call me uh, right before I made uh, today's Bible at the beach. And uh, my very good friend passed away uh, in an automobile accident. Very, very sad. Very, very heart-wrenching. Um, and yet to hear uh, my friend uh, talk about her husband, who was my good friend, who was also a cyclist, <clears throat> didn't didn't pass away riding a riding a bicycle, but was just a fellow bicycle rider. And uh, to think about uh, the joy uh, and and somehow the strength that she had, even through losing her spouse. You see, when you really go through the hard stuff, when you really go through the deep stuff, that's when you find out if the Lord is your strength. And there is a there is a joy and there is a peace 
that is um, that does not take into consideration circumstances and you can literally have joy and peace in every age in every stage in every chapter in every circumstance that you find yourself um, in your life if you look to the Lord to be your strength uh, Paul wrote <clears throat> I was born um, or he says it's true that I once relied on all that I had become <clears throat> I had a reason to boast and impress people with my accomplishments more than others for my pedigree was impeccable well do people have pedigrees of course all cultures have pedigrees think about the culture you're in and think about the pedigrees that go along with the culture that you're in um, so I live in coastal California San Clemente is very much about you know uh, how much schooling or, or how much success you've had in your career um, you know there's a lot of things people care about around here <clears throat> and uh, Paul says all of its uh, takes a back seat to Jesus so wherever whatever culture you find yourself in when it's by the coast or not by the coast or whatever all of the things that we use to, to set our measurement for success for the culture that we're in Paul says look at all this stuff secondary what matters is knowing Christ what matters is knowing uh, Jesus <clears throat> Paul goes on to list his um, his pedigree. He's going to include educational, political, um, and uh, wealth. So he says, I was born a, a true Hebrew of the heritage of Israel, a son of the Jewish man from a tribe of Benjamin. That means that he was going to already have access to wealth. <clears throat> These tribes were generational. They passed down to the next generation land, wealth, and acquisitions. He was within the line to inherit a lot of wealth. <clears throat> Uh, he says, I was circumcised eight days after my birth. Um, so he was a part of the strict tradition. of. So not only did he have the wealth, elitism, he had the religious elitism. Got wealth, elitism, religious elitism. He said, living a separated and devout life as a Pharisee. He had the wealth elitism. He has the religious elitism. And then within the religious elitism, he's like a three-stripe black belt within the religious elitism he says in concerning the righteousness of the torah no one surpassed me i was without peer so and then even within that he was at the top of his class so i persecuted the uh the messianic believers with religious zeal then look at verse seven yet all of the accomplishments i once took credit for i've now forsaken them and right and i regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ my Lord he says all of these accomplishments the wealth that I inherited the education that I had the religious elitism that I experienced the family that I came up in the place that I lived in everything that went with being in the one percent of the one percent it's all rubbish uh, one translation says that he considers it dung for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ boy that's true that's why my alarm goes off at four every day and I sit in my chair and I just pray and I think and listen to the scripture because that's the best part of my day, every single day. Every single day, spending my time praying and thinking and listening to scripture is the best part of my day, every single day. So that's why I get up and do that every single day, except Sunday. Sundays I turn um, my alarm off. <clears throat> and then lastly, he just says, I truly know to truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. 
It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. So he says, all of this stuff doesn't mean anything. It just means nothing. What's important in life is knowing Christ, spending time with Jesus, praying, uh, thinking, uh, and being in the scriptures and allowing that quiet place in your life and your soul to shape your future. So as always, may God give us the eyes to see. May he give us the ears to hear. May he give us the heart to feel today so we can be his people. In Jesus' name, amen. You'd like more information about Ocean Water Church, how to join us on an upcoming trip, how to be part of one of our clean water projects, how to financially support our movement, or even information on how you can start an Ocean Water Church yourself. Please look us up at oceanwater.com.